Frank Hewitson is lying on the upper bunk of a prison cell in the Russian Arctic, waiting impatiently for the effects of a Valium tablet to kick in. He's wearing woolen tights, two pairs of socks, three T-shirts, a pullover, a skull-gripping hat, and earplugs. The hot incandescent bulb dangling from a wire above his head has just been switched off by the guards, and Mamansk's Sizo 1 isolation jail is stirring. He can hear boots stomping on the floor above his head, prisoners thumping the walls in cells down the corridor, the distant sound of screaming. Across the prison, windows are swinging open and ropes are being fed through bars, then lowered down the outside walls or swung from cell to cell. Frank pulls a blanket up around his neck and holds himself against the cold, biting air. He is forty-eight years old, he has a wife and two children back in London, and he's charged by the Russian state with piracy, a crime that carries a minimum sentence of ten years in a country where ninety-nine percent of all trials end in a verdict of guilty. He opens his eyes into narrow slits and looks down. One of his cellmates, Boris, his bent at the waist and pressing his ear against the plug hole of the sink, an expression of strained concentration on his face. Baris is a short man with olive skin, muscles like marble, a permanent wrap of stubble on his face and a forehead so narrow that his hairline nearly merges with his eyebrows. He's charged with double manslaughter. Frank's other cellmate, Yuri, multiple counts of assault by Taser, is feeding a rope out of the window and whistling to himself. He's younger than Baris, not much meat on him, sallow skin and greasy black hair. Minutes from now, this rope network, known as the Daroga, the road, will connect almost every cell along the outside walls of the jail, allowing the prisoners to communicate with each other and share contraband. It is a physical internet through which power is projected and justice dispensed by the mafia bosses who control much of this place. With relief, Frank senses his mind becoming foggy. The air no longer stings his cheeks, and he can't feel the wire mesh digging into his back through the thin mattress. Thank Christ for those drugs. Every night when the prisoner wakes, the pills allow him to slip into something approaching sleep. He secured the Valium prescription five weeks ago after experiencing what the authorities thought was a cardiac arrest, but which was, in reality, a panic attack brought on by the prospect of spending ten to fifteen years in a Russian jail. He was sped to hospital and bundled into a wheelchair, then pushed through the corridors at breakneck speed by an armed guard. Patients and doctors dove into doorways to avoid being run down as Frank careered towards an emergency consultation, wires trailing from electrodes stuck to his bare chest, the guard singing lines to himself from the back catalogue of Depeche Mode. Boris stands up straight and looks at Frank quizzically. Frank, he hisses. Come, 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 Frank! Frank closes his eyes, pretending to sleep, but a moment later he can feel Boris's breath on his face. It smells of potatoes and fish head soup. Frank! Come, come! Boris, piss off and leave me alone, all right? Come, Frank, come! He's pointing towards the sink. Something in his voice is utterly, irresistibly insistent. Frank! Jesus, Boris, what? Come! Frank rubs his eyes, pulls out the earplug, swings his legs over the edge of the bunk, 
and grudgingly jumps to the ground. Baris slaps him on the back, then leads him over to the sink. Yuri ties off the rope, crosses the cell, kneels down under the sink, and starts unscrewing the U-bend. Baris kneels down next to him, and together the two Russians strain hard, pulling the pipe away from the wall until, with a scraping metallic pop, it comes clear. Frank, sit! Frank scratches his head. The air is filled with thumping and banging as the rope network comes alive. Soon the prisoners will be using it to share illicit letters, sugar, mobile telephones, an underground satirical newspaper, and perfumed cigarettes given as gifts by prisoners to lovers they have never met and never will.